Wow, she's behind. Blog Talk Radio. We live. We're live. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? It is Friday night. It is July 15th, 2022. So glad that you could be with us. It is show number 199, if you are keeping track at home, which means that the next time you join us, it will be show number 200, which will be two weeks from tonight. Um, We will not be here next week. (laughs) Uh, because I know Mary's also thinking that I am probably out on the road tonight, but I'm not out on the road tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here. But uh, next week, uh, Arizona, I will be in your neck of the woods and then back here in Chicago. But uh, how are you, my friend? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I'm I, I'm 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 lackluster today. I'm a little mess, but I got some stuff done, so I'm okay. <laughs> I know, that's right? Really, that's that darn time. I, I mean, do stuff. No, you always do stuff. But I mean, the thing is, is that when you can get it done or get some things done before the weekend, even better, because that frees up the weekend and that means that you can relax. So, I think everybody needs like a day a week. To, I, I've heard, and I think I've seen some studies where it is. Uh, the talk of a four-day work week is getting stronger, especially now that people are at home and working from home or, you know, a good percentage are. Um, I can see, well, only because we still rely on stuff on a seven-day or five-day schedule, but I can see eventually where we get to maybe four or five days and, like, there are some days in which some things are just closed. Let's take a break. (laughs) So. I, I'm full on okay with a four day work week. I don't know what I would do if I had to go back to a five day work week. <laughs> I don't know everything I need to get done done. That and I don't think your body would know how to handle a five day work week. It, it would probably take quite a while uh, because I mean. Think about it. When's the last time you've done a five-day work week? Like against my will or? <laughs> no. <laughs> a regular yeah, five-day work recently. Yeah, not, not counting overtime or because you had to be there, but, I mean, a regular, I mean, you're out of your, your scheduled time where you had to work a Monday through Friday. Yeah, uh, it's been 2007. Eight, two thousand eight, maybe. So about fourteen, fifteen years. Let's do it that way. It's been quite some time. Fourteen, fifteen years—that's a long time. So yeah, I mean, 
to get your body back into that mindset of a five-day work week, yeah, that would not it, – it's almost like people who work uh, third shift and who are used to doing that, and then, you know, they go to first shift uh, after doing something for so long. It's like you, you just aren't used to it, you know? So right. I, I, I've been lucky as to where I am kind of when it comes to work you know, I drag myself. I'm a morning person, and I'd much rather be that first shift, like around like seven, eight a.m., and be done like four or five. I hate anything after five, really six o'clock, because at that point, um, you feel like you've lost a day. So, mm-hmm. at least get off at five. You can still get a couple of things done. There's a shot, but yeah, for those people that work until like eight, nine, ten, oof, good luck. <laughs> but of course in life we have to Definitely, I understand. Yep. So uh there is a couple of anniversaries today before we kind of get into today's show. Uh I am kind of shocked that my wonderful co host did not uh talk about this in the preceding uh days leading up to today. Uh, but for a while on Facebook I used to always do an almanac. Uh it was on this day the number one song uh, in the country 30 years ago today was Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, perhaps uh, what has become Mary's favorite Christmas movie opened up 34 years ago today, I want to say. Um, Hasn't really been that and she, long. And she will still fight you when you say it's not a Christmas movie. But Die Hard opened the theaters. <laughs> 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 when Die Hard opened on this day in theaters in 1988. So, wow. Yes. Two anniversaries today. <laughs> 34 years ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's just insane. I'm fine. Did you see it in the theaters or did you watch it on VHS? See it in the theaters. My folks would not let. That was too violent. What are you talking about? Why would you want to watch somebody that's a comedian in an action movie? Like Bruce Willis, back when that happened, just as a reminder, Bruce Willis was like, what was it? Oh, I was going to say honeymoon, but that's not right. Moonlight. He was a comedian. Mm-hmm. He was a funny guy. He, was he wasn't an action star. And he was doing uh, Seagram's Golden Line Coolers commercials at that point, too. <laughs> Which I think was a retro yeah, probably. that he had. It. <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, no. Too violent. My parents did not let me watch. No, we watched it in, at home. Where, you know, they could hide and shield our young eyes from all the blood, guts, and gore of the guy standing on glass, barefoot, and sliding down a air shaft yelling, yippee ki Yeah, I was going to say that. I got a bit after that when you going around at school, yippee ki <laughs> No. <laughs> I grew up in a small town. If I said anything in school, it got back to my parents, and I, wa- I liked my hide. Thank you. 
Uh, I remember going, like I said, I think I've told you this story before, but I remember going to see Indiana Jones and the part of where he takes the guy's heart out of his chest. And mom was like covering up my eyes. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? What's happening? And then when I saw kind of like the hands clawed to the chest, I'm like, I looked away. <laughs> but I do remember going to see that at the movie theater. Yeah. So, nope. And um, was it Return of the Jedi? We went to the movie theaters to see. So, first run. Yeah. On. When you cut off a hand. That. Yep. Uh, and the Ewoks and the. <laughs> um, but no, uh, we went to go see that because I remember the big, huge thing with the Ewoks. And we had a, a collectible Star Wars. Uh, I know we had the Return of Jedi cups, which were pretty cool. And I wish now I had kept better care of it, but we were like using it to dig in the dirt and outside and throw it all over the place. Like what normal people do with things? Like uh, use them? Well, you, were, you were thinking about it. And like back then, I also had like these uh, uh, collectible Charlie Brown glasses from McDonald's. And I remember sitting there at the table, and it slipped out of my hand, and it cracked. And I was, like, heartbroken because I was like, oh, a Charlie Brown glass. <laughs> I think now it's probably worth, like, $100. So, yeah. Uh, I still have, to. speaking of collectibles, I still have a collectible um, two-faced uh, glass. Like, I call it a mug. Because it's supposed to be like a coffee mug, but it's not a tea cup, I guess. From mm-hmm. McDonald's, um, from when it was uh, Batman and Robin with oh, what was his name? Not Val Kilmer. Donald. No. Okay. okay. I don't remember which one it was. That was Batman and Robin, but it was Batman and Robin. And I still wow. have that glass from McDonald's. It's in my cupboard, actually, now that I'm thinking of this. Like, that's right, I still have did that. You up on did you look it up on eBay to see how much it was worth? I have not. I should. I'll do that, and by the end of the show, I'll give you a, a collectible price on it. There you go. Maybe we can do, like, a collectibles corner, and you can put it on sale, and anybody that calls in um, can place a bid. <laughs> and Antique Roadshow right now. Let's go. <laughs> we looked and your glass is worth uh, $5,000. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I want to be three, that guy. maybe. Yeah. yeah. I want to be that guy where it'd be like, Fence, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so appalled by seeing this piece of trash. <laughs> And I'll have a monocle. Oh, you're going to laugh. <laughs> so it was Batman Uh-oh. Forever. See, I, I knew yes. I couldn't remember what it was. It was Batman Forever. I found the mug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, don't tell me. Wait, I'm going to place a guess on how much this thing is worth. I'm going to place a guess on how much this thing is worth. I'm going to say that it is worth, uh, it's going to be worth, is it less than $10? Uh, ten dollars. No. <laughs> oh, ten dollars. <laughs> if this is the first game, I probably had it correct. Yeah, ten dollars. So there you go. 
It's ten dollars from nineteen ninety five. Those last mugs from nineteen ninety five. I still have one. It's ten dollars. I did find one that was a little bit more than that for ship because they added shipping, so um, they want ten twenty one. Um, but right around ten eleven dollars is what it's looking like. One of them asked for two dollars, but then it was like eight dollars shipping. Well, back to the drawing board. So between ten probably... and fifteen. Right. I was going to say, you'll probably have to keep it another 40, 50 years, and maybe it will be worth about 25. Me laugh so much. I love it. I can see down the line where your great great grandkids would be like, my great great grandmother had this. It's from Batman forever. They'd be like, yeah, it's worth about 30. <laughs> it's, it's about, it's about the same. It's about the same as like U.S. savings bonds. Do you remember when <laughs> your family members would get you that, and you'd keep it? You'd, it'd be like burning a hole in your pocket. You'd wait a good five, ten years. You'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go and like cash this thing. And I remember I got one for twenty five dollars. I think we let it sit for about eh, about ten years, twelve years, and I was like, you know what, this thing should be worth a lot by now. And I went, and it was like, yeah, it was twenty five dollars. <laughs> no, it was a little bit more, but it was kind of like, I think at that time, I think they gave us like 30-some dollars. And I was like, seriously? I could have just took the cash back then. <laughs> it's about the same. There's not a, there's not much of a return on that, no. No, which I, which I never understood. But I get it. It's the patriotic thing to do. And I don't want to be un-American and tell you not to get a bond, but it's uh, – if you're pretty much looking to uh, get your money back in about 10, 15 years, that's probably what you could do. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, quite a bit ahead of the show tonight on this Friday night. We'll have the almanac coming up uh, here momentarily. Uh, also tonight, uh, a little bit of something that disturbed me on Twitter. One doesn't Twitter disturb me. Uh, and then a couple of stories here in which it's more so court cases that are going on. And then what I call a segment is good news, bad news. Um, it has to do with where you live. I only, in uh, honesty, gave Mary half of the story for this tonight, but I did not tell her the other half, uh, which should be interesting. And then tonight, um, because we're so close to – uh, the 200 show, one of, I'm um, sure, your favorite segments, Yay or Nay, uh, returns tonight. And then uh, we'll take a live look at what is trending. And I think that's pretty much going to be uh, the show tonight. I, do, I still am in a quandary because I do not know. Uh, you know, people are like, what are you going to do for the 200 show? I don't know. I now have it's something that I knew was coming. Now I have a week and a half to think about it. Uh, we will <laughs> attempt on that night to do everything that we normally do within our show. And if I have some time, I will go back and I will listen to one of our first shows and see what we talked about on that show and um, revisit it <laughs> and see where we're at now. I don't even know what we – I don't even really recall – because when I do these shows, when we do them, do I go back and listen to them? No. When you lived something, if you've been through it, you don't go back and really listen to it. A few of them you might. But I really have it, and I don't really recall what we talked about on that first show. 
I don't either. I really they can flavor condoms. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm just remembering some of the conversations that we've had early on. I remember we talked mm-hmm. about Mr. Rogers because you always made fun of me about Mr. Rogers. Um, we mm-hmm. talked about uh, a flight that was basically letting you become a, a Mile High Club, be part of the Mile High Club for val- Valentine's Day. I think. Yes. I, like you could take a Valentine's Day flight. That was something early mm-hmm. on. We did like. I want to say it was bacon flavor condoms. That's the only thing I can remember. I think it was condoms in a uh, vending machine at a college, maybe. Maybe, perhaps. Um. Perhaps. <laughs> but uh, those were early shows. I couldn't tell you if that was the first one. Well. This is where the good part comes in. I could actually work a commercial in there, but if you want to go back, you guys can go all the way back before it was pre-page one, <laughs> and you can listen to the first show that we ever did. You'll have to go back 198 shows, but you know you can always go here on Blog Talk Radio, or you can go to Spotify, or you can go to iHeartRadio, or you can go where Apple Podcasts are at and listen and if you want to do a binge of all 199 shows, I will give you credit. Uh, you will be a um, page one fanatic, and, and I will forever be in your debt, uh, especially if because a lot of them start to run up. And actually, one topic tonight, or actually one of our first topics tonight, is going to kind of uh, be a revisit of a story that we did previously, but it's happened again, which is – you would think that everyone would learn for the first time, but unfortunately it has not. Uh, but, yeah, we'll talk about that shortly. But uh, getting to the almanac, I will tell you that today being July uh, 15th, we're halfway through the month of July. Uh, we've got August coming up and then Labor Day uh, here in the States. So um, today is National Give Something Away Day. Uh, do you have something to give away? I gave something away today. <laughs> I gave something away today, so yay! Yeah, look at you. Um, it is National Gummy Worm Day. It is also uh, National. Like the old gummy worms. <laughs> it is national. Yeah, nobody gives away gummy worms, sir. So. Uh, it is National I Love Horses Day. Um, national. <laughs> National Pet Fire Safety Day and National Tapioca Pudding Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow is National Corn Fritters Day. It is National Personal Chefs Day. And tomorrow is National Toss Away the Could Haves and Should Haves Day. Uh, it is the third Saturday in July, and pretty much, as it pretty much states, it's, uh, in short, don't go through life with regrets. Uh, it was created by author and motivational speaker Martha J. Ross Rogers. Say that three times fast. This day is intended for everyone to let go of the past and live for the present. The first step to participating in this day is to find a pen and a paper, write down your could-haves and should-haves on the paper, finally, Throw away the list. Once you've thrown away your could-haves and should-haves in the trash, make the following resolution. From this day forward, I choose not to live in the past. 
The past is history that I cannot change. I can do something about the present. I choose to live in the present. So, yeah. Um, it says to celebrate, let go of the things that could have been burning you and live in the now. You can post on social media using the hashtag toss away the could haves and should haves day to encourage others to join. So there you go. Uh, Sunday, the 17th, it is National Lottery Day. Uh, it is National Peach Ice Cream Day. Also National Yellow Pig Day. World Emoji Day. It is Wrong Way Corgan Day. It is National Ice Cream Day, the third Sunday in July. Of course, there's plenty of treats, I'm sure, that will be uh, at your local ice cream place on National Ice Cream Day. And it is National Tattoo Day. Um, Celebrating or getting? Because I can do both. It is... It is. It recognizes the history, culture, and artists dedicated to etching ink permanently on the skin. It also might just be the date to get that ink that you've been contemplating. So yes, uh, it can be a little bit of both. Um, nice. The interesting thing here is that they have tips on uh, considering a few things before getting a tattoo. And I'm going to read for this list real quick. It says, getting a tattoo. It says. You know, of course, research and find a reputable artist. Remember, this art is permanent. Um, this is once you found an artist, be sure that you have a design in mind. Uh, check the spelling. Fact check. If you use a foreign word or a quote in your design, research the meaning and check the spelling. The same applies to symbols. Just because a website translated a meaning or said symbol represented peace or love in a specific culture doesn't mean it's true. And it's not the artist's responsibility to know either. Sometimes design means something altogether different to the client. Because <laughs> I know all of you that got like the Japanese writing on your arm and you have no idea what it means. It could mean I have to go potty and you have no clue. <laughs> yeah. Be prepared to be placed on a waiting list. Good artists are in demand. And it says you will pay more for good art. Nobody wants a lousy tattoo. But it also gave you tips on the day of your appointment. It says clear your day, especially if you're getting a large tattoo. Arrive on time as most artists charge by the hour, and any adjustment throws the entire day off. You can't rush good art. Dress comfortably. You'll be sitting or lying in a fixed position for long periods of time. Eat something. A protein bar won't make you feel stuffed, but will keep you alert and satisfied throughout the session. Bring water and stay hydrated, and tip your artist when the session is over. <laughs> So, yes, uh, it's been celebrated since 2016. Um, you thinking about another tattoo? Yes, of course. I've had it in mind, on my mind on a tattoo for quite some time. Um, I am waiting uh, to get my third tattoo. Yes, I have two others. Um, <clears throat> I'm waiting for my third tattoo for when uh, my kiddo gets her first tattoo. Uh, she's already asked me to wait so that she has somebody that's one had one before to go with her, um, also to be there for more support, for also pain support, and then to find, like, we have a very good, we have an artist that we use, or an artist that I use, so we will be using that person as well. He's done both of my other tattoos, and I'm I'm highly satisfied with his work. 
Well, here's the question. Have you decided where that tattoo is going to go? I thought I did. It changes nightly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it does change <laughs> on my mood, um, but I have a feeling I know exactly where it's going to go. All right. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, July 18th, it is National Caviar Day. It is National Get Out of Doghouse Day. It is National Sour Candy Day. The 19th brings us National Daiquiri Day. Mm. Um, it is also National Words with Friends Day. I haven't played that game in forever. I haven't either. Wow. You I don't even think I have it downloaded. What, what used to drive me nuts is that I'd play with specific people, and it took them forever to come back to do, like, their word. And it ticked me off so badly. <laughs> I was just like, forget <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, July 20th is National Fortune Cookie Day, uh, National Lollipop Day, National Moon Day, National Pennsylvania Day, and National Hot Dog Day, which is the third Wednesday in July course, when we think of the best hot dogs of all time, we all know that it is a Chicago-style hot dog. Don't at me. Um, the 21st is Morning. National Be Someone. Yes. <laughs> National Be Someone Day. National Junk Food Day is on July 21st. And National Get to Know Your Customers Day. It is the third Thursday of each quarter. Uh, and then next Friday, since we won't be here, it's National Fragile X Awareness Day. National Hammock Day, National Mango Day, uh, National Rat Catchers Day. I did not think that there was such a thing. <laughs> um, and National Panoush Fudge Day. I was waiting the for... The who, the what now? <laughs> National Panoush Fudge <laughs> recognizes the cream candy with an Italian name. And if you like maple flavor, uh, that nut-filled fudge is for you. Uh, I'm sorry, it's panucci. Uh, the Italian form of the word is panucci, spelled P-A-N-U-C-C-I, but even then it's put uh, P-E-N-U-C-H-E. Uh, it has the following ingredients, which is brown sugar, butter, vanilla, and milk. It's lighter in color than traditional fudge, and it tastes like maple thanks to the brown sugar. Uh, many shops in New England sell the fudge. Uh, and they can also add pecans or other nuts, especially if it's making a candy form of uh, panucci. Southerners call it brown sugar fudge candy, which i uh, glad that they have said that because I would have thought that they'd be talking about something else. Um, <laughs> July 23rd, uh, next, uh, the Saturday after, is National Vanilla Ice Cream Day. There's a lot of ice cream celebrations here in this month, if you notice that. Uh, National Day of the Cowboy. Uh, Gorgeous Grandma Day is on July 23rd. And then uh, the 24th brings us National Amelia Earhart Day, National Cousins Day, uh, National Thermal Engineer Day, National Parents Day, so an early uh, National Parents Day to you. <laughs> and then two days on that day on July 24th to remember, it's National drive Through Day. And it's also National Tequila Day. <laughs> tequila! It's my favorite yes. karaoke song. Yes. Uh, July 25th is National Hire a Veteran Day. 
National Hot Fudge Sunday Day, Merry-Go-Round Day, Threading the Needle Day, and National Wine and Cheese Day. <laughs> Which, yeah, uh, July 26th, it's National All or Nothing Day, National Aunt and Uncle's Day, it's Bagel Fest Day, Coffee Milkshake Day, and Disability Independence Day. The 27th is Scotch Day. <laughs> I love Scotch. Scotch is Scotch, Scotch. National New Jersey Day, National Love is Kind Day, uh, National Korean War Veterans Armistice Day, and National Creme Brulee Day. And then the 28th, it is Buffalo Soldiers Day, National Milk Chocolate Day, love milk chocolate, uh, Water Park Day. It's also National Refreshment Day, National Intern Day, and National Chili Dog Day. Uh, and then by the time we get back to you on the 29th, I'm going to give you a couple of them early so that you will be, um, I guess, in advance here. But on July 29th, it is National Lasagna Day as well as National Lipstick Day, National Talk in an Elevator Day, uh, System Administrator Appreciation Day, and National Chicken Wing Day, which I love chicken wings, yes. So, those are two days and all of the days coming up on the Almanac. And I really hope that the chicken wing places, chain ones at least, have some type of special. I would think they would. If not, please do. Here's your chance. Go. Yes. (laughs) Um, But... We're at the halfway mark, but you know what? I'm going to go into the first story uh, because it involves a couple of court cases that are currently now kind of coming out. Um, For the second time, and I do believe we talked about the first time this occurred, but parents are suing TikTok over the deaths of two girls after the blackout challenge. And and every time uh, we have talked about this, but uh, the parents of two young girls who died after they were said to have taken part in it on TikTok have sued the popular social media app the second time the platform has faced a lawsuit over the same challenge. Uh, Lelani uh, Walton, 8 of Temple, Texas, and Aralani Arroyo, 9 of Milwaukee, died last year after they were both said to have tried to do the blackout challenge, which encouraged social media workers or users to choke themselves until they pass out. Why anyone would want to do this is beyond me. Uh, the children's parents are represented by the uh, Social Media Victims Law Center, a law firm that works to hold social media companies legally accountable for the harm that they inflict on vulnerable users, according to their website. Uh, the complaint said that the platform's algorithm failed to properly warn users and their parents and that it intentionally pushed an unacceptably dangerous video on the girls' For You pages, which show users' videos that they may like based on their previous interactions with the app. Uh, the lawsuit said that TikTok has specifically curated and determined that these blackout challenge videos, videos featuring users who purposely strangulate themselves until losing consciousness, are appropriate and fitting for small children. A TikTok spokesperson declined to comment on the lawsuit, referring NBC News to its previous statement in December after the mother of a 10-year-old girl alleged to have died after she took part in that challenge. And it says that this disturbing challenge where people seem to learn about from sources other than TikTok long predates our platform, and has never been a TikTok trend. We remain vigilant in our commitment to user safety and would immediately remove related content if found. 
our deepest sympathies go out to the family for their tragic loss. Uh, of course, these challenges, or all Internet challenges, have been a growing source of panic uh, for parents and doctors alike who are concerned it could potentially cause serious injury. Uh, those including the milk crate challenge, the Benadryl challenge, uh, which were both cited in the lawsuit as other examples of their algorithm promoting dangerous behavior. And, um, yeah, it's, and according to the complaint, uh, the young lady uh, got her first phone when she turned eight last year and quickly became addicted to TikTok. And um, it, it to this, and I don't, when we get to these points, I don't know. I start to wonder if parents really do now need to, I mean, we can't go with the don't give them a phone when they're eight because they're not going to know any better. But there's got to be some way in which, and plus you can't really stop them from getting on an app unless there's something on phones now that I don't know about that can either block it or monitor it. Um, sadly, as we I think we said back when we first started to talk about this, was that we feared that it wasn't going to be the first or last time we had heard this story, and here we are again. And I don't know. I mean, it, should TikTok really be held liable for something like this? Or are the parents out of luck with this lawsuit? I think this was going to be the same answer I gave last time, which is it's a little bit of both. Um, and and I hate giving that answer only because it, it, it's not it's not the it's not the right it's not the right answer. But the right answer is not. You want it to be clear cut. You want it to be. It's this fault. It's this person or this thing or this entity or this app or this whatever's fault. And you want to point at it and say it's that. But it really is kind of everybody's fault at this point. Um, I'm sad that these girls have passed on. Like, that's that's mm-hmm. awful. Um, and I feel really – I wouldn't know what to do if that was my child. So we'll start there. Like, I understand that these parents are probably beyond hurting. They're almost probably – they're probably almost to a point of being numb because they can't – there's no way that they could process the pain. Um with that being said, and I don't want to sound crass, but it is partially their fault. They did give their child a, a, a phone at eight. They did give their child a phone that was capable of having apps at eight. Um, there's no reason for a child to have a smartphone at eight. I don't. I, I, and maybe I'm just an old, crotchety old lady right now, but there's no reason. There are still flip phones out there. There are still phones that are not smart, that can text, that can uh, call, that can um, have an emergency number, that can, you know, like have the, uh, the, the like, instant call my, the, my emergency contacts with one button. There are phones out there that do that that don't have to have apps installed. So hmm. I don't think you should have to have one at eight. Like, if you're doing it because, well, my child needs a phone because, you know, if they're at school and they need to get a, whatever, okay. And I, I'll agree with that. Okay. Flip phone. 
One of them stupid sidekicks go retro. It's really awesome. You know? <laughs> and if you're going to yeah. give them, it, well, they need to have an app. Mm. No, no, they don't. No, they don't. Not at eight. Not, there's, no, there's no app out there Most that apps, is supposed yeah. to be signed up for before you're 13. Right. And that's why I was like, you're not supposed to really be on those things. And I know you could bypass it by lying about your age. You know, and I was going to say at this point now, is it best to start? This kind of crawls so much over into the whole thing of privacy. But, you know, some websites out there now want you to uh, verify your age. And does it get to a point now as to where someone should either um, e-sign an affidavit stating that they are said age and that anything that they see on there, that if they attempt to do those things that they see, that they are held responsible and that the app is not held responsible for any action that you do from what you see. It, it almost makes me think that. I think that's, that's part of it right now. I think that's part of the user agreement right now is that, that they're a social media platform that if you attempt anything on the platform, that's, uh, you do so at your own risk. I think that's part of their user agreements right now. Most, 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 I'm not going to say everything. And that sounded very Midwest for a second. Most social media, I think, has that in their user agreement. Yeah, I, I think Which is how they get away with not have, that's how they get those, get through the lawsuits without too much damage. Um, right. With that being said, with that being said, yeah, they're, they're kind of responsible. They need to be up their thing, um, but parents need to be involved. Parents need to be watching their kids. Parents need to not give them access to things before they're supposed to have access to it, or if they do, then it's on their terms. Like, if my daughter wanted to get, no, she can't, no, I have no say now, but if my daughter were eight and wanted to get on TikTok or Instagram or <clears throat> anything, not saying that I'm the perfect parent, because I'm not. Like, this is, just, this is one flawed parent to another. I would sure try to be the person that's like, if you want to be on TikTok, you're doing it while I'm sitting right here. I'm listening to you and watching what you're consuming. Like, you don't get to take right. my phone and go upstairs. You don't get to take my phone and lock yourself in a bathroom. But you also don't get to have a phone on your own and go upstairs, go into the bathroom, lock yourself in your room, whatever the case may be. Like I said, I'm exactly. so flawed parent as well, and there's no way that I'm perfect. But you need to be involved. That's that's something that has to be involved, especially if they're eight. And that's that's a, um, there's parental controls. There's way to lock things down so you can't so you can't purchase apps or install apps on smartphones. Smartphones have those in place so that you can set it up so that my cell phone carrier has something in place. So not only is it on the phone, but my carrier won't allow it to happen. Like you can only consume so much data on your cell phone on this line because it's set as a child's line. Hmm. It, wow. It's yeah. It, there's there's ways to be part of this, and without having everybody become Big Brother, it's time for parents to step up and parent. 
Yeah. And I, I sound yeah. old and crotchety, but that's how I feel right now. No, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, it's one of those things where a lot of parents have let a lot of stuff slide, you know, to try to, quote, be the cool parent. But there are some particular things, especially like this and this this specific age bracket, where you really have to be um, aware of what your kids watch because they're so impressionable by what they see online. They think that, you know, when they see, quote, someone else being okay after it, they think that they're going to be okay. And that's not the case. And, you know, they don't hear about the other this goes wrong. You know, these, you know, snippets on TikTok, which can last, you know, what, 20, 30 seconds? Yeah, you'll see what the good part of it was, but you do not see the TikTok about somebody dying doing this or getting brain damage from that, because I guarantee you, if right afterward they played that clip, a lot of these kids probably would think twice before they did it. But, you know, we're so consumed by the positive thing of what we see and like, oh, that happened, so we have to be okay, and I'm going to be okay too. And no one got to these kids to tell them the bad part of what could happen. And this is what you sadly have here. And uh, that's horrible for those parents to have to lose their child, uh, especially this way in something in which, you know, it was something online that made an impression that they felt that they had to do it, that they thought that they were going to be okay. Um, Yeah. On the other gamut, though, there was another court story. Um, this was an interesting one, as the family of an eight-year-old California girl said that she was seriously injured after a cell phone flew into her face on a roller coaster at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Um, Evie Adam Evans and her family are seasoned pass holders and went to the amusement park for the first time this summer recently, and her and her mom got on the Twisted Colossus roller coaster, one of the young girl's favorites. But shortly after the ride took off, something smacked her in between the eyes. Uh, It was really scary, she said. I was screaming and crying. Her mother recalled looking over and seeing blood everywhere, and as soon as Evie took her hands away from clutching her forehead, uh, her and her mom tried to control the bleeding without much success as the ride continued through twists and turns. Um, They said that fellow ride-goers who sat a few rows behind them saw a phone fly out of uh, someone's hand and hit her. It bounced off, and they caught the phone themselves, she said. When the ride ended, White said the couple began helping Evie with her injury until employees got a first aid kit. Uh, her other daughter said a man came up to them looking for his cell phone. He told them to stop freaking out and that it wasn't a big deal, but then left in a rush after seeing the bloody face. After turning the cell phone over to Six Flags employees, Evie's father uh, said he tried to file a report with Valencia police, but was told none would be taken since, quote, no crime was committed. Uh, the father said, you're not supposed to leave. I thought it was illegal, just like a hit and run. The family is now asking the owner of the cell phone to come forward and help cover the cost of her treatment, ER visit, stitches, and a CT scan. Uh, Six Flags wrote in a statement to NBC Los Angeles that all guests are warned not to have loose articles on any rides and that safety is a partnership between our guests and the park, and guests must follow all written and verbal instructions for safe riding. Uh, they said that the park safety team has already responded to this guest request for information. Now, I guess my question here is, 
is the person whose phone flew out and hit her in the face responsible? I would think so. (laughs) I would think so. If they're not following the rules, then they're the ones that have to take, yeah, no, 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 no. They have to live with the consequence. I bet dollars to donuts, and I don't care if people make fun of the fact that I just said that, I bet dollars to donuts that they were trying to film themselves on their cell phone for some, to become famous, I don't know, but for something. Like, they're not, look at, like, look at me, I'm on this roller coaster. That's what they were doing. I almost guarantee it, and I think it's stupid. I am so crotchety tonight. <laughs> <laughs> So mean tonight, but yeah, I think it is their fault. I think it, I think it's I think they are responsible for that. That they should take responsibility for that. It, it's one of those things that if you ran away, then you were then you felt guilty. You know, you felt responsible, so you should take responsibility, um, step up and take responsibility on that. Um, yeah, no, no, I don't even have any other like viewpoints on it. They're responsible. They should take care of it. Yeah. Or at least uh, it's like a car ride. If they, they threw something out their car window that caused you to get into a car accident, their insurance would pay for it. That's what it is. Yeah, but in case there is no insurance for letting the cell phone slip out of your hand. and I, But oh, you're not man. supposed to have I, it in your hand. On I a roller know. coaster. You, why are you having a cell phone in your hand on a roller coaster? It should be either stowed in a bag in a pocket, what have you, or it should be, like, left at the desk thingy in those stupid cubbies that nobody really uses. You're supposed to be enjoying the ride, not holding on to your cell phone. Yeah, unfortunately, in this era in which we have to record everything, this is what you got. And now the worst thing about it is that there's really no jurisdiction over this because the park's not going to touch it. It seems like they're not going to really touch it. The police aren't going to touch it. Mm-hmm. So now it has to be to a court if you can find this guy if he turns himself in. Other than that, kind of like the hit and run, and no one's going to do anything. It's kind of almost like mm-hmm. a chalked-up lesson, unfortunately. And I guess pretty soon, if they try to sue the abusement park for what this person did, um, I don't know if they're going to really get anything out of it because the abuser for us is going to be like, hey, we're not responsible for, you know, somebody that decided that they want to film whatever. So it's almost kind of going to be like, you know, you probably should have tried to track the guy at the time that it happened. Uh, but, of course, he got out of there before anything could go down. And, yeah, it's it's a tough lesson to learn, but... Yeah, I mean, I would think that if it happened to me, I would hope that whoever was responsible for that uh, would step forward. And this is kind of one of those things where, once again, society is going to have to be on its best behavior, and somebody's got to step forward and take responsibility. But we all know in this current state of the world, uh, unless you've got some people around there who knew whose phone it was, uh, unfortunately, this guy probably is not going to step forward. Because uh, he already knows that somebody's going to try and sue him. And, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but we're amazingly late past the time for our retro moment of the week. Just one tonight, uh, a really quick one. 
Um, and we'll do that. And then when we come back, an interesting study about what some of you can't do when you're on vacation, uh, what you have the hardest time doing. We'll explain that. Then uh, our good news, bad news segment, if we have a little bit of time, we will at least get in a yay or nay. And then something that disturbed me when I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> we'll probably mix that in when we do our uh, live look at Twitter. But uh, you are listening to page one with LaVar Mary. We'll be right back in a minute. The double fresh taste and double smooth chewing goodness of double mint gum. That's why we say that chewing double mint doubles the pleasure of everything you do. So remember, double mint adds to your fun. It's fun. Double pleasure all in one. So delicious, great to chew. Treat yourself and your friends too. Tastes so good and lasts so long. Get some soon, you can't go wrong. You're listening to Page One, Page One, with Lavar and Mary, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's Lavar and Mary. glad you can be with us on this Friday night for page one on this July 15th, two weeks from tonight, show number 200. And uh, we, of course, thank you for being a part of all, a portion of, or even this one, because uh, we do this and enjoy doing it for you and are thankful for all of you who are listeners, uh, not only here in the States, but all over the world, because uh we are listened to you in other places besides the, the 50 states. So hello to all of you, no matter where you're at. Um, there was an interesting study that came across here, because with the summer, a lot of people tend to take their vacations. And while paid time off is meant to be personal time spent away from work responsibilities while still being compensated, including vacation, sick leave, or even mental health days, uh, Policies like unlimited PTO are becoming more common, and people, most people, find it hard to disconnect from work during their time off, according to a new poll. Fishbowl by Glassdoor, a social network for professionals, asked 20,297 professionals, do you believe you can fully unplug from work when you take paid time off? Over half, 54% of respondents answered no. Fishbowl found that the inability to disconnect during PTO varies by age and occupation. Their poll shows that only 47% of 21- to 25-year-olds say that they can't unplug, compared to 65% of professionals age 45 and up who say the same, likely due to the increased responsibility and experience required of them. 
teachers were most likely to have trouble disconnecting from work as 73% said that they can't unplug. Lawyers were close second at 71%, followed by professionals in accounting at 59%, finance at 55%, and consulting at 51%. Tech and healthcare were the top industries for unplugging, with 56% of professionals in those fields saying that they can unplug. According to the report, there are several reasons why professionals can't unplug from their work duties while on leave, including toxic work culture, inadequate PTO, and or fear of delayed career advancement. The always, the quote, always on work culture is especially prevalent in education, according to Sadia Strong, who's a sixth grade charter school teacher, who expressed the need to, quote, get ahead when on vacation. There's always something to do. You may be a week ahead, but you could always be two weeks uh, ahead. Uh, she says uh, that's one of the downfalls of teaching. Even when the workday is done, the work itself isn't. Uh, the inability to fully enjoy PTO is something employers uh, must discourage, according to Richard Johnson, the report author and Glassdoor associate economist, as it can be detrimental to employee retention. He says employers must encourage employees to physically and mentally unplug from work. By not doing so, employers risk losing employees to competitors that prioritize their employees' well-being and recognize that PTO policies are not only a competitive recruiting perk, but also a core part of eliminating burnout among their workforce. Um, I don't know about you. <laughs> I know this is going to sound bad. <laughs> but am I thinking about work when I'm on vacation? I don't even think about it on Saturday or Sunday. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. There are certain portions to your work that you can't unplug for, and I know there's certain, unfortunately, some jobs in which you, you really can't because it is a continuous one. You know, I, I would think that doctors would be high on that list, but I guess they totally unplug out by the time they leave. But uh, were you surprised by this study? Kind of yes, kind of no, um, mostly because I work with a lot of people that can't unplug. So there's where the no comes in. Um, the age group thing, I'm, uh, you and I are on the cusp of that age group, like group of people that quote, can't or can, can or can't unplug. You know me. Don't say I don't know about you. You know me. Other than the five or ten minutes it takes me to complain about my day, at the end of my day, I'm done. When I'm in my car, I'm on my way home, my stuff for work, done. You call me? Uh-uh. No. I don't check my cell phone for that stuff. I don't have a work cell phone for that stuff. I'm not checking my email. I'm done. I understand why doctors and nurses and healthcare unplug. They have to. Um, they're mm -hmm. dealing with life and death situations and people on a daily basis from the range of being, you know, good-natured and funny and, you know, it's just something minor to, oh, my God, you're the worst thing ever and you, you killed my child, not the child died because of whatever. And and everything in between and everything in between. So I can see why they unplug. They have to. They have to. Otherwise, they'd never stay compassionate. they become robots mm -hmm. and it would be bad. So I get that. Right. Um, I, I get why they can. And I kind of get why, like, lawyers can't. Teachers 
surprised me. That mm. education surprised me. I get why lawyers can't. People are calling lawyers all the time, so they're always kind of working. Yeah. They're always Um, on. So I I would think that. I would think that during the school year, if if a teacher kind of took a vacation, it would be tough. Yeah, during the school year, maybe, but they're talking all the time. uh, I... I don't know. Maybe, maybe, because it was like schools out. I mean, what, how are you? I guess schools out for summer, this. dude. There's a song about it. <laughs> I know, I know. But I don't know how you're stressed and how you feel you can't unplug. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, unless you just teach you at a year-round school, but I, I, I was surprised by that. Uh, quite surprised. Like I said, lawyers, I get it because there's always something going on every waking moment. Uh, your time is needed. Something's going on. And while you might have partners, if there's one particular thing that's going on or you are like the head poncho, uh, that some decisions can't be made without you. So, yes, uh, you have a brief vacation and then you get back and, you know, um, but then again, I know the ones that pretty much can unplug is probably politicians because is anybody more unplugged on vacation? Are they ever plugged but, in? Like, are, are, are they ever actually <laughs> I working? Know. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's a mean thing to say, I know, but, like, let's be real, people. Like, are they really working? Hey, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay, what can I? Before we take but a look in my at office, trivia. absolutely, there are people that cannot unplug in my office. Like, like my my door, I am flanked by three different people, and those three different people have three different personalities and levels of unplugging. So, like, there's one that was on vacation, had time off, and came into the office because they had to get something done. And the first thing I said is, why? Hmm. It can wait. Nothing we do, nothing we, we're not, we're not curing cancer. Nothing we do can't wait. Right. Other people are waiting on us. Yeah, well, they can wait another week. They've waited this long. I think it's okay. I know you want to, and that's on you, but you don't need to. That's, that's on you. You're doing it, not them. They're not calling right. and complaining about it. That's your conscious. So I don't know why you're not, but absolutely came in on their vacation. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Go home. All right. Uh, well, for those of you that cannot unplug. Um, Go home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, just, just lighten up a little bit. You'll be all right. Uh, before we get to tw- – there was a couple of things I was a little disturbed about this week that was trending. Uh, one was Winnie the Pooh, and then one was Barney. And the reason why <laughs> – and I told people about this today, and as soon as they saw the photos, they were very disturbed. Uh, the first poster for the Winnie the Pooh horror film, and, and I didn't misspeak, the Winnie the Pooh horror film – Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey has been released. Um, I don't even know what to tell you how Winnie the Pooh looks. 
it's very freakishly bad. Um, and then Daniel Kaluuya confirmed that he is doing a live-action Barney movie. It will be darker than the TV show. <laughs> he says, uh, Barney taught us, I love you, you love me, won't you say you love me too? That's one of the first songs I remember. What happens when that isn't true? <laughs> and I asked people, I said, well, which one would you not want to see? Which one disturbs you more? And almost by a nine-to-one margin, it was the Wendy's approved one. I think everybody, if you're a horror movie fan and you like uh, parodies of stuff, you will probably be the person in line to see it and laugh about it. But for those of us that grew up in an era in which Winnie the Pooh was like our safety blanket and we love Winnie the Pooh, it's a huge thumbs down and nobody wants to see this thing occur. <laughs> it's very disturbing. I'm not sure if you've been online and seen the first look at it. Um, it ruined it's, my childhood. What are you talking about? It's awful. It's awful. That, I, I, I don't know. I, I Even the mask is creepy. And I hope that's not a Halloween mask this year that's popular. <laughs> you say that it's now. Bad. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um, it is uh, both evil. Why do we have to do evil? In a world like this in which we need love, we need more positive wanting to prove. We don't need negative wanting to prove. That's what society sadly has become. But anyway, I digress. Uh, taking a look at what's trending tonight, uh, there are quite a few things. SmackDown is trending, and of course, AEW Rampage, because it's Friday night. Um, some sad news. Uh, Jack Knight, a stand-up comedian and busted down star, died at the age of 28. Uh, he is trending tonight. Uh, very disturbing news uh, tonight about Ricky Martin, who is trending. Um I will leave it more for you all to um, read, but the short portion to this is that he is reportedly facing prison time over um, incest and domestic violent allegations from his nephew, uh, his 21-year-old nephew. And he is reportedly facing 50 years behind bars if that is true. This is all allegedly, and if it is true, it would be close to 50 years. Uh, so he is trending tonight. Uh, also uh, trending tonight is um, Teen Titans, because uh, someone had posted tonight 25 animated shows, but you can only pick one from each row. And I will give you an example of one. Uh, in one row, it was uh, Justice League, Teen Titans, uh, is it Naruto? Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman, uh, The Brave and the Bold, and uh, Superman, The Complete Animated Series. So I guess a lot of people pick Teen Titans. Tough. It's either <laughs> Teen Titans or Naruto for me. That one's a tough one. All Probably right. Teen I'll Titans, though. That has more comedy. I'll give you the other row. Uh, the first row had Spider-Man, X-Men, Transformers, Pokemon, or Batman Beyond. Oh, I'm going with Transformers Pokemon. on that one. 
the other one had Rick Pokemon, and Morty. There's way more. No, I'm an old schooler. I don't like. <laughs> there's more episodes. Know. There's more episodes. Yeah, but here's the thing. Remember, we grew up in the '80s. We used to watch like short-run television shows over and over again, and each time we sat there and we watched it. It could be like the Honeymooners who only had 39 episodes, and you watched it every night. <laughs> Nothing changed. There was no new I mean, episodes I'm not coming. saying that Transformers was my first choice before you said Pokemon. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other row had Rick and Morty, Ben 10, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, UGO, and Green Lantern. Um, oh, that, that's TN, TNMT. I guess so. Uh, and then TMNT, the next man. row. Had, Come on. I know, I know, I know. But it looks kind of like the newer one, not the old one. That's why I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> then the other row had Spawn, um, X-Men Evolution, uh, Star Wars Clone Wars, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, and Batman, uh, but it was like the newer one in which everybody's got like the big huge eyes or whatever it is. I don't even know a lot of that one. And I know the last row was Batman oh. animated series. Go ahead. No, I was going to name that mine for that row, but no, no, go ahead. Name your name that one for the row. Because I don't have a. Uh, don't that was X Men for that row. That was okay. X-Men and then for the that other. Row. The other row had Batman, the animated series, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Arcane, uh, Invincible, and Harley Quinn. Oh, uh, animated series, Batman, the animated series. Okay. There you go. So that was some of the picks that was going on tonight. Uh, And then Green Goblin was trending because they were asking folks to rank the Phase 4 MCU villains whether it was Gore, Scarlet Witch, Green Goblin, or the Mandarin. <laughs> I don't know how I'd rank those, but Green Goblin's pretty, he's, yeah, he's fucked up. Excuse my language, sorry. <laughs> sorry. But usually it doesn't slip. I'm pretty good about this, but he's messed up, man. <laughs> ah. uh, and then uh, tonight also, uh, the Friday, well, Films for Muppets is trending. Uh, the Friday Fondue game, Films for Muppets. So some of them, for example, uh, instead of uh, the movie Birdman, you had Big Birdman. Uh, you had Gonzo with the Wind. <laughs> uh, Nightmare on Elmo <laughs> Street. <laughs> I walk up the line. <laughs> uh, you had Staten Water. Uh, go to White Castle. Uh, <laughs> you had Beaker by the Dozen. <laughs> uh, nice. Wreck-It Rolf. Oh, jeez. Or you could go the Rolf of Wall Street uh, to kill a mocking Bert. <laughs> um, Anchor Monster. Uh, Weekend at Ernie's. <laughs> one flew over. One one flew Grover the cuckoo's nest. Uh, oh, Doctor Strange Pork or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. <laughs> uh, <gasps> Animal House. <laughs> uh-huh. And of course, not easy being Soylent Green. <laughs> so there are a lot of. 
um, that were uh, um, pretty well done. How Stella, yeah, how Stella got her Grover back. <laughs> oh, oh, Bert Locker was one that I also. <laughs> Bert Locker. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, No Country for Statler and Walter. <laughs> and driving that was the old man, correct? Yes, Driving Miss Piggy was also in there. So, uh, yeah, so quite a bit that was uh, going on there tonight. But that is what is trending uh, if you are online and uh, you have uh, you happen to be on Twitter. You know, the funny thing to me about Twitter that I noticed the other day, that Twitter was actually down for a little bit of time, and somebody actually came up with a really good tweet because they said, if Twitter's down and you go to Twitter, how can you tweet that Twitter's down if it's down? Where does one go to find out <laughs> what's going on with Twitter? <laughs> and I was like, that actually is a very good question. Because if you find question. out about it, because everybody's having the uh, same issue and stuff's going on, how do you figure out that Twitter's down? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's one of the things that we have to figure out. But on to our good news, bad news file. Uh, I'm actually beaming with a little bit of pride, and I know that some of you will be very um, skeptical, but there was a list. And if you are like me and you live in Chicago, you don't have to travel very far to visit the second best city in the world, according to a new list. According to the 2022 Timeout Index, more than 20,000 city dwellers ranked Chicago as the number two city in the world based on nightlife, food and drink, arts and culture, along with affordability, walkability, public transportation, and more. Uh, It says that whether you want to try world-class dining, party until 4 a.m. at historic clubs, spend a day soaking up the sun along Lake Michigan, seeing iconic artwork, or just wandering among different neighborhoods, there's never a dull moment to be had, yes, even when winter rolls around. The list comprised of 53 cities, uh, specifically highlights Chicago's food and beverage scene, naming that as a top reason to visit, noting that the city boasts the country's first-ever Michelin-starred Filipino tasting menu. Uh, And the Windy City is the only one in the United States to make the top 10. Who made the top 10, you ask? Well, actually, I'm going to tell you the top 20. Uh, New York was at 20. Uh, Lyon, is it Lyon, France, was at 19. Porto, Portugal, 18. London, England was at 17. Uh, Taipei, Taiwan is at 16. 15 is uh, Melbourne. Uh, Mumbai, India at 14. Manchester, England is at 13. Um, would you agree with that, Manchester over London? I wouldn't. I mean, I like Manchester, so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to argue too much about that, but I like the area. I thought you were going to take the politicians' way out of that. Um, number twelve was Madrid, nope. Spain. Uh, Eleven was Cape Town, South South Africa. Uh, at number ten, Copenhagen, Denmark. Uh, number nine was Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Number eight. Berlin, Germany. That wouldn't have been me. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. And Berlin. You know what? Berlin does have a nightlife. I think I have seen that. Um, number seven, uh, Mer- Mer- Morocco. 
the Prague Czech Republic was at number six. <laughs> Amsterdam and the Netherlands at number five. I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> at number four, Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, number three, Medellin, Colombia. Shockingly. Uh, number two was Chicago, and at number one, Edinburgh, Scotland. Edinburgh. Oh, Edinburgh. I would love to go there. I've heard it's amazing. <laughs> Edinburgh. I yeah. want to go so bad. I want to go. Want to go? That's like on my bucket list is the next place to go when I'm up that when I'm out that direction. Well, at the same time that that list was coming out were the ten states, not cities, but the ten states that were America's worst places to live in 2022. <laughs> so. Uh, with five, uh, well, pretty much what happened uh, in the era of severe worker shortages and unprecedented mobility, employees are demanding great quality of life in the state that they work. But half of the business executives surveyed agreed that it's important to do business in states with inclusive laws. So uh, CNBC did their annual America's Top State for Business study and considered multiple measures of quality of life, health, and inclusion. And According to the list, uh, many Gen Z and millennial workers will turn down jobs that don't match their values. And if you need workers, you want to be in a place that they're willing to go to. Uh, the worst states, the top 10, <laughs> at number 10 was Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> the reason why <laughs> I knew it. it says that with only, and this was an amazing stat that I found, with only about 400 licensed child care centers in a state with more than 3 million people, Nevada is one of the worst states for access to child care at a time when it's desperately needed. Also, the desert air is far from clear in the state's most populous areas. This according to the American Lung Association. Residents in Clark County, home of Las Vegas, endure more than three weeks of high ozone days per year. Uh, their strengths were voting rights and inclusiveness. Their weaknesses was child care and air quality. At number nine was Tennessee. While the volunteer state has not some impressive economic development victories lately, like a major Ford electric vehicle facility, uh, they said that the state has passed a series of laws aimed at the LGBTQ community, including a transgender sports bill this year that the human rights campaign called discriminatory, unfair, and unnecessary. Uh, their strengths was actually your weakness, which is child care air quality, but their weaknesses was inclusiveness and crime. Uh, number eight was Indiana. Access to licensed child care centers in Indiana is the worst in the nation, according to the Child Care Aware of America, and the state spends a mere $76 per person on public health, according to the United Health Foundation. That's among the worst in the nation. Uh, its strengths were its crime rate, yeah, because there's nobody there, and their weaknesses was child care and health resources. Uh, the seventh worst state, New Mexico. Uh, the land of enchantment is cursed by crime. It's the second highest violent crime rate in the nation, according to the FBI statistics. Only Alaska is worse. Uh, the, the voting rights was its strength. Its weakness was crime, air quality, and health. Number six, Louisiana. It's its it's America's unhealthiest state, according to the United Health Foundation, with the nation's third highest cholesterol level and the fourth highest rate of premature deaths, 
Uh, the violent crime rate is among the nation's highest. So its health resources is its strength, but its health crime and voting rights is weak. Louisiana has a lot of places that have restaurants that aren't the best for you. I mean, it's good. You know what, though? They're yummy. I don't care if they're not yeah. the best. They're yummy. They're going to lie. They're good. It's good. That's the part of opinion. Uh, number five was Missouri. Uh, this year, Missouri grudgingly agreed to join 45 other states and allow early voting beginning with the general election in November, but the same bill is scheduled to take effect after the state's August primaries outlaws most mail-in voting and adds a deeply controversial voter ID provision. So its strength is child care, but crime and voting rights made it number five. And number four was South Carolina. I want you to think about this stat that I'm about to tell you. With 2.19 hospital beds per 1,000 residents, according to Becker's hospital review, the Palmetto State finishes near the bottom for health care resources, according to the United Health Foundation. Uh, air quality was its strength, but voting rights, health resources, and crime was its weaknesses. Number three was Oklahoma. Uh, it says that Oklahomans are not too big on taking care of themselves, according to United Health Foundation data, which showed that they are among the least likely to exercise or even eat fruits and vegetables. The state is also among the worst for adults without health insurance and childhood vaccines. Hospitals have spent much of the COVID-19 pandemic under stress, according to data from the Commonwealth Fund. The strengths, no metrics were in the top 50%, but health, health resources and voting rights made it a weakness. Number two was Texas. It says skilled workers are flocking to Texas despite longstanding quality of life issues, but according to the census data, the state ranks number three for net uh, migration of college-educated workers behind Florida and Washington. But when they arrive, they are finding limited child care options, a stressed health care system with the highest rate of uninsured, new curbs on voting rights, and few protections against discrimination. Uh, that made the number two. And the number one, do not blame me. I love you all, and I will see you next week. But Arizona was number one. Uh, it's dry heat in the Grand Canyon State, said goes, but it leads to some of the worst air quality in the nation, according to the American Lung Association. Maricopa County, which is home to Phoenix, endures 39 high ozone days per year. That puts more stress on an already poor health care system. Short on hospital beds and staff, the state spends just $79 per person on public health, among the country's lowest. They also offer stunning natural beauty and top-notch cultural and recreational attractions, but it comes with a stiff price in America's worst state to live in. Uh, the strengths were that there were no metrics in the top 50, but air quality, health resources, inclusiveness, and crime made it the worst state. So worst place to live in 2022. Little Shock, Texas was in there because there seemed to be a lot going on in regards to – uh, them grabbing businesses uh, and getting businesses to go there, but who knows? I'm not um, really. I mean, if you think about it, I'm not really. Um, so I had one yay or nay that I actually had a couple of them, but well, you know what? Do we have time? Um, yes, we always have time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we have time. Uh, so this interesting story came from Sports Illustrated, uh, and 
It says, ever dream of owning a home with its own indoor basketball court? If so, your opportunity has arrived in the form of a vintage high school gymnasium that has been converted into a house in Wilkinson, Indiana. The Zillow listing for the house indicates that the gym was originally built in 1950, and the 5,357-square-foot structure contains four bedrooms and three bathrooms. The asking price? $299,000. It says, judging by the EH Midcourt logo, the gym is likely a former location of Eastern uh, Hancock High School, which is now located in Charlottesville, Indiana. Half the court remains in place, while the other half has been repurposed where in the home. And if you're interested you, interested, you might want to hurry. The listing is making the rounds on social media. Uh, yay or nay to buying a home with the old school basketball court on it for two ninety nine. I mean, the prices are out of my pricing, so I'm not going to be buying anything like that. But you know what? If you if that's what you're into, yes, go for it. Um, I ain't mad at you. Everybody's got a thing. I like open spaces. Um, <laughs> Small rooms and open spaces, less to clean. But if you want a basketball court, go for it. I'm going to go, yeah. So, I, yep. I think I would get an old school. But it's like Hoosiers, man. You get the old school basketball court. But you know what? If some people start playing on it in the middle of the night and wake you up, that would be the only bad part to that. <laughs> you have to tell them to like, Well, that's your know. house. <laughs> you make the house. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, I saved this one for last because I know that uh, you like weird foods from time to time. Um, every year, um, <laughs> Just state, I like fairs, you don't. State, state fairs have made their return, and the Wisconsin State Fair is set in Milwaukee. And organizers have released a list of more than 80 new food items that will certainly cause mouths to water. Uh, the fair, which runs from August 4th to the 14th, drew more than 840,000 visitors uh, last year, and organizers hope it will exceed that total this time around. Of course, many of those visitors will flock to the event's massive array of food offerings, and one of the most remarkable new items this year is the gummy bear brat. Now, bratwurst is, of course, a Wisconsin staple, but this offering from Leadfoot's Race Bar and Grill is infused with gummy bears, then topped with honey mustard and even more gummy bears. Also making its debut this year is the Wisconsin Beer Brat Cheddar Cheese Pizza from Emo's Pizza. The pizza will be topped with sliced brats and have been simmered in beer and onions, making it, quote, the quintessential Wisco pizza, according to organizers. Those looking for a snack, the batter-infused white cheddar cheese curds from Worst Bar feature a twist on traditional cheese curds, with the seasoned flour mixed into the cheese itself, thereby cutting back on the amount of breading on the outside. And finally, the donut dog will make its debut. Wrapped in bacon and deep fried, the hot dog is then nestled inside of a Long John donut for a mix of sweet and savory that's hard to believe. Coarse fried pickled cheese curd tacos and several other new items will also be on the menu. And for dessert, visitors can grab a brandy old-fashioned s'more on a stick from Freezy's Candy Shop or an ice cream flight from Cedar Crest Ice Cream. <laughs> uh, yay or nay to the gummy bear brought? Oh, good. We're going individually because there were some yays in there and some nays. This one's a nay. Uh-uh. No, don't be messing with my brat, man. 
Wait, I already know because I knew that that was going to be a day, and I'd say day two. Um, the beer brought pizza. I'm actually interested in. Um, that one I that am sounds too. Good. Uh, the white yeah. cheddar cheese curds, I guess so. Um, eh. and, yes or no, whatever. But then I'm intrigued by the donut dog. Uh, <laughs> I know you don't like donuts having food in it or on it, but I. I, I you know, no, I'm not. I'm not totally against it. Like I'm not completely against the donut dog. And why is my phone making some weird sounds? I have no idea. We can't hear it on this end now. <laughs> <laughs> like all of a sudden I got some kind of weird music I'm like, I'm like what What is going on right now God <laughs> Apparently he's spoken the, the Lord has spoken Donut Dugs are in Yes Yay. <laughs> You still like the <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. I keep telling you, man, these phones out here, they are, um, these phones, I, I don't know. It, it's, everything happens. Nothing shocks me anymore with phones or with electronics. I will tell I, I didn't tell you, but last week I went out um, and I came back home, and I kid you not, my um, television turned on by itself. Not, didn't press anything on the way out. Didn't on by itself. And sometimes it will do that on its own with no one pressing anything. So I, electronics, yeah, it, they're a strange bird themselves. But, yes, but, uh, yeah, and a fried pickle cheese curd taco. I, I don't know. I'd have to. Uh, no. Ice cream flavor. No. Well, I say no because for a different reason than I the the nay on that one because I don't like fried pickles. I don't like pickles. You know what? I had fried pickle slices and I had them on a, a burger before. The good folks at Tilted Quilt a while back um, had it on a burger, and it was so good. And I would go back just to order a separate order of the fried pickle and then put it on my burger. It's oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but, yes, the gummy one, I don't know, man. Back to the drawing board on that one. I don't even want to have uh, infused brought with but gummy. Are, are they trying, they're trying to do the sweet and savory, right? That was the whole thing. They're trying yeah, to do. they failed on that one. They failed. They failed. Yeah, that's not the right sweet and savory. Those, those don't go no. together. That's too weird no. of a sweet to go with that savory. Uh, a brat is one of those things where you have to be real careful with what sweet that you put with that because a brat itself is not. Mm, you know, know what would be good? I, all right, all right, all right. These the sweet and savory guys. I'm giving you this idea. This is what happens when you listen to me, okay? When you listen to this podcast, here's a winner. Having, you know, those honey buns. Not honey mm-hmm. buns like the the rolled buns, but like like the buns that are uh, like sweet rolls. Like there we go, Hawaiian sweet rolls. Like a bun okay. made out of that. That kind of sweet with a brat would be pretty good. Okay, I get that one. And then you put the gummy bears on top. No. <laughs> no. Keep the gummy bears off. Keep the fucking gummy bears off. <laughs> 
Don't be messing with my rock. Yes, that's yay or nay. A um, couple weeks from now, we'll do yay or nay. We'll do all of the things that we normally do on this show in time for show number 200, which is two weeks from tonight on uh, the 29th, I believe, uh, Friday night, the 29th. Uh, and like I said, we'll miss you next week, but we'll be back in two weeks, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time, 9 o'clock Central. But the old clock on the wall is telling that uh, time is just about up, but I do know that you have a special shout out um, this week. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Kiddo's birthday is on Monday, so happy birthday to my kiddo. Um, he's getting old. <laughs> She's getting old, but she's putting up with this little old lady. And you know what? I I couldn't ask for a better kid. I'm, I'm I I get I get to say that. I don't care what anybody says. I got like the best kid in the world. So happy birthday to her. I agree. No, a very happy birthday. That will be my shout out as well. So, um, yeah, I, that was the only. That was the only one I knew, and I knew that was the only shout-out that you would have to make. <laughs> that was um, the only one that I knew. That's the, that's the one. Like, yep. don't mess this one up, Ma. Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. No, you, you got it. And that's the only shout-out that we would do. And with that, yes, happy birthday. And, um, yeah, with that, uh, we'll miss you next week. And uh, mark it on your calendar to join us two weeks from tonight, show number 200. Who knows? We may do the entire two hours. <laughs> I mean, we have we to. there's a lot going on. <laughs> two hours for 200. I, I think that that is, um, I think that's fine. So, no, we'll, we'll probably do it for two hours and uh, we'll have some fun and we will reminisce along the way and then uh, we'll have some new stories to talk about and uh, bring back a lot of old favorites and in between now and then uh, we may have a few things planned but uh, it's it's 200 but that's a special thing for us so uh, but we thank you for listening and um, also don't forget July 31st Nine o'clock Eastern, eight o'clock Central, four one one lounge with the Mora Avaris, who this weekend uh is at Exotica down there in Miami, so that if you are in Miami, uh stop by, tell her hello. And uh yeah, we'll see you back in a couple of weeks. So for Mary, I'm Lavar. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh take good care of each other and be nice to each other. I mean the world is mean and cold enough and it needs some niceness in this world. So do that and hopefully things will reverberate and it will be a lot better for all of us. So just some sage advice. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. You know, I told you people something a long time ago, and it's just as pertinent today as it was then. Ladies and gentlemen, take my advice. Pull down your pants and slide on the ice. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Page One. Page One. Page One. 
Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at NewsCometBTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 